0: listening to Operation Self-Reset with Jacob Naraki. What is going on, Resetters? This is Operation Self-Reset, and I am Jacob Naraki. Like always, thank you so much for taking the time and wanting to improve yourself and changing yourself from the person you are right now to that person you strive to become. And today's episode is sponsored by audible.com. You guys can get yourself a free audio book by going to audibletrial.com. Forward slash O-S-R. And waiting for you there is one of my favorite books. It's called 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself by Steve Chandler. And I'm telling you, it's an amazing book book to listen to because I was going to say read, but it is for an audio book. It it truly inspires me and it gives you tips and ways to keep yourself on the track of transforming your life, whatever it may be. If it's losing weight, uh, getting that job promotion or just becoming a better person, it gives you tips and daily ways to to motivate yourself in a direction. I highly recommend it. Go get it for free by going to audibletrial.com forward slash OSR. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about power positions. Yes, powerful positions. I know it sounds ridiculous and crazy, but I'm telling you, there is a true Harvard study that I want to share with you guys that will blow your noggin. It is... Super powerful, and I can't wait to share it. But the way that I found out about this study was by reaching one of my goals. In numerous podcasts, I've spoke of setting goals, reaching them, obtaining them, and, and throughout the process, you will educate yourself on so many things. So, As you may or may not know, I want to become a motivational speaker. To reach your goals, sometimes you have to put yourself out there, and that is what I did. I contacted numerous people within some local colleges uh, that surround where I live, and I was granted the ability to speak in front of about 25 individuals, ranging from mid-20s to late-40s, on communication, and I thought it was... At first I was like, oh man, I really wanted to speak on motivation and you know, passion and all that stuff, stuff that I really enjoy. But I realized communication is as important as getting to that level of getting to become a motivational speaker. So I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll jump on it, I'll do it, whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes, I'm going to do because I want to reach my goal. So when I was preparing for this, I was looking into a lot of different things. And, of course, there are the traditional things when it comes to communication, right? There's the sender, the receiver. You know, there's the you know interruptions in between conversation. You know, did the person analyze it right? You know, how does communication really work? And all that mumbo-jumbo that really... We all understand it. Do we really need to go in detail about it? That's what I was thinking when I was doing this presentation. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to cut that out. I'll hit on it briefly. But I wanted to dive into something with more meat to it. And I kind of relied on one of the podcasts that I had before, uh, which was podcast number 12. The gentleman was Richard Brundage, and he is a public speaker. He speaks on crisis management, but he gave some amazing information on presenting yourself in front of others. As soon as you meet somebody for the first time, you're able to decode that person within three and five seconds. Internally, without even knowing it, in your subconscious mind, you know if you like this individual or if you don't. And it's more than just looking like a million dollars you may have the italian suit done you know the gold rolex and the gold cufflinks and you know but you're playing the part you know you might be reeking of money and, and wealth and and wow factor but really are you presenting yourself in a way that that individual that's looking at you or analyzing you likes you you know i mean when we think of liking individuals we think of our friends we think of our family some of our friends, some of our family for others. Um, But mostly though, you're looking at somebody that you connect with, right? So it was really powerful when I thought, wow, I only have a short amount of time to really reflect my personal energy to the person that I'm presenting to. And if you do look online, there are true studies and true documentation about how people analyze others within that short span of three to five to seven seconds. And I wanted to share that with you because Flip it in reverse. Not only are you meeting somebody and analyzing them, but if you go in for a job interview... If you go on a date for the first time, if you meet that person or or if you're walking in the grocery store and you bump carts with possibly your soon-to-be wife or husband or whatever it may be. So it shows that you need to present yourself the way that you want to be seen. And I don't know what that is. Everybody has their own style. I cannot hit on the head and say, oh, you need to wear you know a black shirt with you know black socks <laughs> or whatever it may be. So what I wanted to say when it came to analyzing one is that not only think of it for yourself, but think of, you know, when you're being in front of others and how that reflects your personal personality. You know, I had a job interview and knowing that I knew I had to be peppy. I knew I had to walk in with a smile, feel relaxed, you know, shoulders back, just feel casual, but yet friendly. (laughs) I guess it's, it's as detailed as you want to go, but it was really, really interesting, really powerful. After realizing Richard Brundage's You know, fact on the three to seven seconds um, analyzing a person, if you like them or not, I dove into more of the things that he stated. And he talked about decoding the body. You know, he said there's 44 muscles in the face. And when you're 30 years old, you're able to decode over 3000 body language signals. And physical signals are the number one way to show power, confidence, likability, all of that stuff. And I thought it was really powerful and really useful information. And when you think of it, when you're 30 years old, it's not like you can sit down with a pen and paper and go, oh, I'm going to write down all of the 3000 body language signals that I know. You know, for example, as I'm talking right here in a room by myself, you know, I'm using my hands, I'm using expression on my face. I'm, you know, wincing and I'm smiling and I'm laughing and having a good time. No. But when we present ourselves, there's so much going on in our face. And even though I might sound enthusiastic, maybe if you looked at my face, you go, wow, this guy, he seems down in the dumps, whatever it may be. And you've probably gotten this. You're sitting at your workstation, you're at school, whatever it may be, and maybe your friends or whoever comes up to you and go, Hey, what's what's going on with you today? You seem down. And you may may or may not be down, but by the way you're reflecting, by the way you're hunched over the, the expression in your face, you're not that peppy Jake, you know, I'm Jake. So that's why I'm using Jake, um, but Jake to, you know, be exuberant like you normally are. So it's really interesting when you think of the, all the things that we learn in our subconscious state, it's really kind of powerful and interesting. So I decided to look into more of, What is power and confidence when it comes to presenting ourselves? And I really did some really cool research and we already know and I really hit on this a lot in this podcast we know that our mind controls our body I speak of that so much because it is so so true truly our mind our mental state can control our outcome of our life our decisions of how we look how we analyze things our decision making so much truly if we harness the power of our mind we can accomplish anything right that's why we set goals we try to reach them and the way to control that is by mindset you know feeling positive feeling good about ourselves even though the things around us might be caving in it's all about mindset so enough about that but the key is here but does our body control our mind and when i heard that and i read that i was like wow i was really intrigued does our mind or does our body really control our mind hmm it really made me think there for a second because i like i said i know the power of the mind there's hundreds of thousands of books about you know mindset and being positive and outgoing and all that stuff but then when i heard does our body control our mind? It really kind of, you know, halted me in my tracks. I was like, wow, hmm, interesting. So I, I looked into this and, and this is what I really want to share. So the question I have for you before I proceed into my findings is do you believe your nonverbal cues determine how you think and feel about yourself? I'm going to say that again. Do your nonverbal cues determine how you think and feel about yourself? So the way that you're acting, does it affect the way you feel about yourself? Interesting and deep along with it. So... The science of feeling and power. So, I this is where the power comes into play here. To communicate, you know, we must be in a position of power. You know, we know confidence is key. You need to be present. You need to be focused on, on what you're talking about and, and the facts and the figures that you're presenting to that other person. And also, you need to be comfortable within your own skin. Truly is the key to feeling in your own personal power. So, when we think of power in nature, because we reflect... You know, we our upbringings are from, you know, you know, apes and we grew into who we are today. And you know, I'm not gonna get into all that because that's a whole nother podcast. And there's probably a podcast about that right now, talking about how we evolved within ourselves. But think of power within nature. So let's talk about gorillas for a second. Gorillas are huge animals. And research, research has shown that when a gorilla that is in charge of a pack of other gorillas his, he's always in a uh, position of power, correct? But the craziest thing is when that king gorilla dies off from old age or whatever it may be, the next gorilla that comes into uh, the throne per se, his testosterone increases like by 45%. All of these different chemical imbalances happen within the body of that gorilla now that he is in charge. He's starting to posture more, stand up straight, throw his shoulders back, slapping in his chest more and more research has shown that there is true documentation not only to the internal chemistry within the gorilla's body, but also, to by the way he's presenting himself. He's presenting himself more in a position of power. So the question is, we evolved from apes or gorillas or monkeys or whatever you want to say. The thing is, though, do we have that effect on our own bodies if we were to get in that position of power? We'll touch back more on this in a couple of minutes. Let's transfer now from the animal kingdom into humans. When we feel that we are in our own personal powerful moment, what's what do we do? Well, for example, if you win a race, what's the first thing that you will do as soon as you cross that finish line? And if you know you're in first place, you're going to put up your arms in celebration. Now, are you doing it because you've seen other people doing it? Are you doing it because you're just super excited? Well, there was a study done with children that were blind from birth and they wanted to know... How do they celebrate when they accomplish something? Well, the same thing happens to them. They put up their arms in victory. Now, did somebody tell them to put their arms up in victory if they won at something? When you're crossing that finish line, are you thinking, "Now this is when I put my arms up? No, because we're in that moment. We're captured in that moment of feeling that we're at our personal best, our most powerful moment of our lives or that that day, whatever it may be. So it shows that when we are in a personal, powerful moment, we do the same like the gorilla. We stick our arms out. We make ourselves feel bigger than what we are. And so the question goes, well, what are non-powerful positions? Well, non-powerful positions are you have your shoulders rolled. You have, you know, your arms are crossed. Your legs are crossed. You're touching your face and your neck. Minimal eye contact. Your head is down. And you're talking with a very quiet voice. So to go back to the gorilla earlier on that took control of his pack, or whatever it's called, does the same happen to him that happens to us? If we are in a position of power, does our testosterone increase? Does our chemical imbalance within our body increase? Do we start becoming different people because we are now in a powerful position? So that's what I wanted to dive into when it came to bringing this back around to understanding are we just like the gorilla? As soon as we become in a position of power, do things happen internally that affect what's going on around us? So you're thinking, Jake, what the heck does this have to do with communication? And I'm bringing this around because I actually came across a TED Talk by Amy Cuddy, and she's a uh, teacher, a professor, excuse me, at Harvard Business School, and she did this study about can the way we af- or we present ourselves with nonverbals by not talking determine the outcomes of you know interviews. Presentations, if they were liked or disliked, being liked or disliked as a person, you know, for friends, um, success of a business and customer loyalty. She wanted to know all these things. So she did this study that truly. I feel that you guys have to really listen to, and that's why I had to put this on the podcast as soon as I could. The study went like this. She took a group of students. She had all of the students spit into a vial as kind of their control uh, before proceeding into the study itself. Then she divided half of the students... Um, into powerful positions and half into non-powerful positions. She gave each student a laminated card with a picture of a person in a powerful position or a non-powerful position. She told them to hold that position for two minutes. Again, the study was random. The students had no idea what they were doing this for. All they knew is they had to stand um, just like the person on the picture that they had for two minutes. After that two minutes, They gave the kids or the students, excuse me, a chance to gamble. And from there, they finished up with spitting into another vial uh, to give a after effect to see the chemical imbalance. The power positions were people standing, shoulder width apart, hands overhead, like I was saying, if you were to run run a race and win. Um, and then also, too, sitting in a chair with hands overhead, um, hands crossed behind your head, shoulders um, wide, chest out, chin up. And the pictures of the people in non-powerful positions were sitting on a chair, hunched over, touching their neck and face. And then also to the other uh, picture was an individual kind of holding themselves and stuff like that. So they wanted to know if there was any chemical imbalance when it came to holding these powerful or non-powerful positions. So the people that held a low power position for two minutes, their testosterone decreased by 10% from where it was and only 60% of them decided to gamble. Now, when the people that held the power positions for two minutes, their testosterone increased by 20% from the from where they started, and 86% of them decided to gamble. Now, you're thinking, well, oh, interesting. Okay, but what does that have to do with real world stuff? Okay, so we get it. So, if you hold, hold yourself in a powerful position, you increase your testosterone, right? You increase the ability for you to possibly gamble or maybe be a little more exuberant than you currently are. So this study proves that we are just like that gorilla. Our testosterone increases when we are in a position of power. Even though us as humans only held a powerful position for two minutes, the effects were pretty significant compared to the people that were in non-powerful positions. So it does relate to animals in animal kingdom and also to humans because we are just like you know, apes and monkeys and gorillas or whatnot. So very interesting. But how does that affect our day-to-day life, right? So you're thinking, okay, cool, man. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold this power position and increase my testosterone. Got it. Check. But what does that really mean for us? So she decided to do a practical test. She took a different group of students and she let all of them know that there's gonna be they were gonna be interviewed for five minutes. It was going to be a very high-stress interview. There was going to be three people, three Raiders, in the room with them. And they were going to be giving, the Raiders were going to be giving them some weird faces and trying to really throw them off their game. Also in the room was a, uh, a video camera. They were going to videotape the interview process. So again, they took these students, they broke them in half. Half took a powerful position. The other half took a low-power position. Before going in for that interview, by the way, this interview was on a subject that they knew. These students were still in Harvard, so they were on you know practical subjects or just general ideas or talks, and they wanted, though, to make it a very high-intense interview, and they really wanted to know if standing in a powerful or a powerless position for two minutes before going in, will that affect anything? So, these students, after the two minutes, they held that position, they walked into the room, and they were recorded for five minutes, and they were asked different questions and everything like that. After the interview, they took the recordings and they showed the recordings to a panel of individuals. This panel was supposed to judge these students on confidence, likability, trustworthiness, presentation, and last question, would you hire them? The thing is, though, they did not, the raters of the interview, did not get to hear the presentation. All they could see was the verbal cues from that individual? So these raters had no idea, you know, did the presentation or the interview make sense? Where, you know, did he sound enthusiastic? Did he use smart words? Whatever, that was not part of this test. They wanted to know: Does body language count when it comes to presenting yourself? So now for the results, and the results are very one-sided. All the people that took or had a power position and they held that for two minutes before entering into the room they all did great. They all got scored highly. And also, too, they were, quote unquote, hired for the job, even though there was no job that they were going for. But all the people that were in the non-power positions that held a non-powerful position for two minutes, they scored horribly. And also, too, they did not get selected to be hired. So, Super interesting. And I'm telling you, if you don't believe this, you got to check it out. This is a Harvard study by Amy Cuddy. She did a TED Talk on it. It's remarkable. She has all the documentation and all the footage. When I saw this TED Talk, I was just like totally engaged in it. And I thought it was super powerful. So not only did I apply it into my communication speech in front of those students and they loved it and they ate it up, because it does have a lot of power to it. Because think of yourself, a day-to-day job or as a student or whatever it may be, 90% of the time when you're sitting, you're hunched over looking at your paperwork, your shoulders are rolled in, you're usually, you know, a hand touching your forehead, resting your head on your, your hand, whatever it may be. Now think of the result from that you're usually in a negative state of mind. You're not in a position of power, so that's why you're feeling down about yourself or you maybe you come off as sad or angry, or whatever it may be. After hearing this, truly, I've always known the importance of standing up straight, but I have been doing more of that, and I found that my effects of standing up straight have increased. So when it came time for my own personal promotional exam process, it was like my secret sauce, and that's why I call this podcast My Secret Weapon, because truly... When you try to improve yourself, no matter it is if you want to become a better reader or you know a better uh, heavy weight lifter or a faster run, or whatever it may be, we're always looking for that secret sauce, you know, that secret weapon, or that little extra to get us to that next level. You know, if we reading, for example, you might want to speed read. So then you're going to start looking up ways to speed read. Almost kind of cheating the system in a way, but you're trying to get the most out of reading. Or if you're a weightlifter, you're trying to get that little extra by using supplements of legal or non-legal, whatever, that's your own personal preference. But everybody in any society around the world, day to day, we're always looking for that little extra, that little bit to get us above the next person, whatever it may be and whatever it takes, we'll do, right? So think of this study from now on. Think of this study when you go into work. Think of this study when you're presenting yourself to others. Think of this study when you're going for that job interview or you're trying to do something where you need to be forceful or be in a position of true power. And when it came time for myself to go into my promotional exam, knowing this, it was was truly, it was a game changer for myself because I applied All of these things into my promotional exam. Before going to my promotional exam, I knew about standing up straight. I knew about, you know, presenting myself well. Okay. But when it came time to, before entering the room, to go on in and speak to the panel. I actually stood outside the door and I put my arms up over my head in a victory formation. Now, does that sound crazy? Yes, it was. Were there people around me? Yeah, but I think they just thought I was stretching or something. I didn't hold it for the two whole minutes, but I stood there for about 30 seconds, had my hands overhead, and I just closed my eyes and I thought of powerful positions and I'm in a you know sense of power and everything like that. And truly, when I walked into that room, I felt great. I don't know if it was a placebo effect or maybe it was just because I was totally overanalyzing it, whatever it was, but I truly went into that interview and I knocked it out of the park personally. Now, of course, I missed some key things and, you know, like anybody, you kind of jumble on some words or you wish you would have said this or that, but I felt amazing in there. I felt present. I didn't really feel nervous. I felt focused. I felt just ready to take on their questions and I felt like I was giving them some very positive vibes from me. And again, I don't know if that's because I know about the study, but it really, really helped me. So the question is, now, anytime that you go into work, are you going to be sitting at your desk or standing there for two minutes and then, you know, getting down to work? Well, maybe you should and give it a try. So next time you have a very important phone call interview, uh, interview in person, or you're meeting somebody for the first time, maybe a dinner date that you're, you know, kind of nervous about. It's a job dinner, whatever it may be. Take two minutes, go off to the side in the bathroom, in the bathroom stall or even in your car or right as you get out of your car, stand there and hold a powerful position for two minutes and let me know if that works. Let me know if that has helped you because like I said, it helped me and again, maybe I might be overanalyzing it or just totally overthinking it, but if you think of that gorilla in nature from where he was to when he went to power, all the chemical reactions, testosterone increased. And then we had Amy Cuddy do this study on the students of holding a powerful position for two minutes. Their testosterone increased by 20% from where they were. And they had more of a sense of gambling. So that meant that they were more uh, able to risk take, to do things that they might have not done previously. And then you look at the practical application she did with going in for a job interview and having these people rate them on their performance performance. By just watching their nonverbals, truly, there's three solid documentations right there that this does work. And then now me explaining to you that I did this for my uh, my interview, I found it I found it totally interesting. And if you have a chance, please share this with your kids, students, uncles, cousins, whatever it may be, because like I said, we're all looking for that little extra. We're all looking for that secret sauce. We're all looking for that game changer between me and the next guy. And if I'm able to increase my testosterone and become a better uh, presentation person for the people that are listening to me by just holding a powerful position for two minutes, incredible. I really believe that this is a game changer. And please try it once. Just try it and let me know your findings. Email me at support at operationselfreset.com. I want to hear your story. I want to hear if it worked for you. Now, the thing is, you can't just hold this powerful position and go, well, this isn't working. I'm not feeling anything. This is ridiculous. I I seem like an idiot. I look like a fool, blah, blah, blah. No, the thing is, though, when you go in that powerful position, make sure you hold it. Close your eyes. Just imagine powerful things. You know, imagine yourself that you're going to knock out this presentation, that you're going to do good on this phone interview. You're going to do good talking to this new guy for that business opportunity. Whatever it may be, I'm telling you, give it a try and email me the results. I can't wait to hear them. Also too, put your results in the comments on operationselfreset.com forward slash my secret weapon. I want to hear them. And I think that if you share your story or your little information on did this really help or not, will help many other people after you. So if you're able to find a benefit from this, or even even if you found it ridiculous, I highly suggest please share it with the community here. Go to operationselfreset.com forward slash my secret weapon. The best part about this too is that it's 100% free and 100% natural. I'm not selling you anything. I'm not telling you to go out and buy this crazy contraption, you know, that wraps around your pulses and increases blood to your heart or whatever it is, you're not ingesting any chemical to react with you know brain release i'm not telling you to slam this new type of coffee i'm not telling you to go out and buy this or that it is you have it within like i said before i already knew the power of the mind you know that too you know how powerful your mind is the question is can your body control your mind and truly the answer is yes we have three, now four documentations, the three of the studies and then the fourth, will me as a control, I guess. Um, and we'll see the results. I don't know my results of my my findings of my personal promotional exam yet. I'll find out about mid-December. But truly, I felt great coming out of there. And like I said, it's it's 100% free. You got to try it. Check it out please do. This is so powerful. Also too, on the website, operationselfreset.com forward slash my secret weapon. I will put the Ted talk of Amy Cuddy talking about this. It's about a 25 minute video. Super interesting, super powerful. And I hope you guys learn from it. And I'm just so excited about it because like I said, it's free. It's natural. You can do it wherever. I truly found the benefit of it. And I hope that you do too. Next time you're doing something crazy or you need to get kind of amped up for, give it a try. It's worth it. You know, tell your son that's playing football, hey, before getting out on the field, hold your hands overhead and and just take a second and, and think about power or doing well in the football game, whatever it is. You know, relate this to your children because I truly believe that if there's so much that we can understand about the body. The thing is we need to share the good stuff. And this is a good information. Like always, thank you so much for joining me on Operation Self Reset. And if you guys have any additional comments, questions, or concerns for me, Jake Naraki, feel free to email me support at operation selfreset.com. And th- we do have a fan of the week, and this is to Patty. Patty uh, was in a career that actually put her in the ER uh, because of some health uh, issues that came up. She was just very stressed at work. Uh, She found the benefit of listening to this podcast. Um, She actually quit her job and is now ready to seek a profession that she truly enjoys and loves, and she's ready to um, tackle her next chapter in her own personal life. Um, Patty, good luck to you and uh, keep on listening to the podcast and thank you for all your support and congratulations in the new you. And from there, if you guys have any great stories or things that you want to share with me that I could share on the podcast, feel free to email me, support at operationselfreset.com. Also to leave a review on iTunes. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. I thank you all so much for your support and caring and wondering what happened to me for the last couple of months. And I truly want to Let you all know that I will be producing podcasts every Monday. And the reason why I'm going to be doing it on Monday, because I believe that Monday is a great day to start the week off on a good foot, right? Why start it on, a you know, Ugh, the Mondays? You know, put it on a good foot. You know, listen to OSR, get yourself amped up, ready to go. Take some good tips and points throughout the week and apply it to get you through it so you can enjoy every single day, even when you're at work. I know, enjoying work, what craziness. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. And one last thing, going back to what this podcast was about, your secret weapon. Truly, you have everything that you need within. The key is just to believe in yourself, to know how to harness the power of your mind, to harness the power of your body, and to utilize all the great things that you have. Every single person is different. That's what makes this world interesting. We all have different viewpoints. We all have so much that is unique to our own individual self. But truly, the only way to become the best that we can is by harnessing the power of our mind and our body and utilizing the things that we already have within telling you with these little secrets and tips. Apply them into your life. Give it a try. If they don't work, that's fine, but give it a try. That's the only way to improve. So guys, have a great week. Stay focused, stay sharp, be productive, and enjoy life every single day, every single moment, and be grateful for everything that you have in your life. Even though your life around you might be tumbling, there's some great benefits To being alive, being able to listen to this podcast, being able to drive to work, go home from work, see your family, see your friends, hang out, watch football games, whatever it is that you enjoy, be grateful for and enjoy them to the fullest extent because that's what life is all about. I would also like to say that I believe in you. No matter if nobody believes in your goals or aspirations or your dreams, or if you want to quit your job or start that business, whatever it is, I truly believe in you. You have the power within to believe in yourself and to achieve anything that you want. The key is you have to find it within to bring that out. Push those naysayers aside and achieve your own goals and dreams and aspirations because life is short, life is precious, and life is great. But at the same time, our time is limited. Don't have regrets. Never look back on your life and go, I should have, I would have, I could have. Today is the opportunity for you to take action, to believe in yourself, and to do it. I'm there for you. Think to yourself, I already have one guy in my corner. That's all I need to achieve my goals and dreams and aspirations. And that guy's Jake Naraki. and I believe in you because you know what? You guys believe in me. You're listening to this right now because you like what I'm saying. You, you enjoy something about me that keeps you listening time and time again and I appreciate that and I want to let you know that I am there for you guys whatever it is you need help email me call me talk to me I'm there for you we're there for each other thank you so much we'll catch you in the next episode